Yeah, so this episode will probably come out like a little bit after Strange New World Season 2 premieres, because I believe it, it will have come out starting on June 15th, I think? That sounds right, yeah. Yeah, and I know we talked a couple months ago about like the weird um, Postal Service trailer that they did. Yeah, there was that um, I haven't really watched very much of the new stuff, other than I've seen some of those promotional um, stills of the Lower Decks crossover, which I'm curious about yeah so i saw there a pretty recently a another like kind of like like a full like trailer came out that i watched that was like i i mean like fairly just kind of standard trailer like showing the characters like running around doing things um and it, mm-hmm. it did it did have like just one quick scene for, or like shot from the lower decks crossover episode mm. where like they're standing on the transporter pad and spock says you know, live long and prosper, Mr. Boimler. And Boimler kind of, like, mm-hmm. gets starstruck and stutters a little bit, and then they beam away. Those uniforms continue to look great, like, in all forms. Like the Lower Decks uniforms? The Lower yeah. Decks uniforms, yeah. I mean, the, the like, the Strange New Worlds uniforms, I think, also are just, like, really, yes. like, maybe one of my favorites. But, yeah, I think the Lower Decks are also really good, so. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they look good. I was thinking, I have, I mean, I think we've talked a little bit about this, like, the whole kind of idea of like crossing over lower decks into live action in general and like strange new worlds a little bit. And it just like feels, it feels weird. And like, I feel like forces you to think about how voice acting maybe in general and like specifically for animation and for like that type of animation is just such a different energy than I feel like you would ever bring to live action. Yeah. Like, if you just think about, like, the, like, speed that they talk at and, like, the inflections and, like, expressiveness that they use, like, specifically those two characters, like, I just can't yeah. picture even, like, the same, like, even Tawny Newsom and Jack Quaid, I can't picture them acting in person the way that I, like, picture uh, Mariner and Boimler acting. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm curious to see how it'll go, because I don't really know very much about I don't think I've ever seen Jack Quaid in anything else, but like Tawny Newsom is like a very, like she's like an improviser. She's like a big comedy person. So like, I, I don't know. I yeah. have faith in her ability to do it. I'm still kind of, I think I've said this before, but like, I don't really know why they couldn't have just put Orion makeup on, on Noel Wells. Cause I mean, like famously a live, you know, a live performer, like in a lot of stuff, like, yeah. I mean, Eugene Cordero's in a bunch of stuff too. Yeah. But he doesn't really he does, look like, like he, he doesn't look like uh, like his character very much, though. You know, like that. I think that's I think yeah. that's why they didn't put him on is that he doesn't. I think he's like a fair amount older than Rutherford is. Um, he yeah, doesn't look very fair. much like him. But I think though, it was like I mean, like Tandy is basically just like a basic looking drawing that with green skin green skin and hair uh, yeah. like you know and noel wells's voice like so i don't know why they couldn't have done that but yeah i don't know i'm excited about it i i just i liked that first season and i kind of want to know what happens with like with the trial and i will say i saw i've seen a couple of clips from the new like just very you know second long clips from the from the new sh- season because i have been watching a couple of things on paramount plus lately and they have little trailers they have little ads before saying oh it's yeah. coming back soon and there is one i saw of pike and number one kissing and i was like oh, i don't uh, know about that that yeah i wonder I if that's about that like one. a i i would hope that that's some sort of like weird reality or mind changing bug or some 
right like some some star trek shenanigans yeah but well we'll we'll see <laughs> i'm excited to watch it though when yeah uh, quite soon uh, hi everybody and welcome to out of contracts the show where two guys who have seen part of star trek try to watch all of it in no particular order i'm ryan howard and i'm brady jungle today we are back to talk about a normal episode of star trek we're talking about kobayashi maru which is Star Trek Discovery Season 4, Episode 1. It was written by Michelle Paradise and Jenny Lumet, or Lume, I'm not sure, and Alex Kurtzman, and it was directed by Olatunde Osunsanmi, I believe. Uh, I looked up his name once before, because he's, he's directed a couple of episodes of the yeah, talking about. Yeah, uh, a number of the, the new stuff. Yeah. I apologize if I got his name wrong. Um, so the... <laughs> At the top of the memory alpha page, it says, for the Prodigy episode with a similar title, please see Kobayashi. <laughs> Do you think that the writers had like a fight over which one of them got to use the name? Because yeah. th- those yeah. those came out like within a year of each other, probably. Uh, like they, close yeah, to. They, they must have, right? It's like how there's that episode of DS9 called The Muse, and there's another episode of Voyager called Muse. Yeah, uh, I feel like there's a, there's a handful of things where it's just like, no, we don't mean... Well, I mean, then they keep like making shows with the names of episodes yeah or movies or that kind of thing and well and there's the, then enterprise and all that stuff too yeah um all right so the memory alpha synopsis of this one is after months spent reconnecting the federation with distant worlds captain michael burnham and the crew of the uss discovery are sent to assist a damaged space station a seemingly routine mission that reveals the existence of a terrifying new threat so this is the uh, this is the season premiere of season four of the show, mm-hmm. which I think I famously uh, ranked very low in when we were talking about our. Are we? Did we talk about no, this on I, the show? Or did, was thought, this us, us in text? I think this may have. Uh, I can't remember. We were talking about this. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. I know it was in text, but I can't remember if we brought it up in the show too or not. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of, of the season overall. And so I just look behind the scenes. The reason why it's been a long time since we talked about, since we've done a real episode of this, is because we basically had to, like, I don't remember how this worked, but we usually record these two months in advance. And so about a month ago, we recorded the first of our, we recorded, yeah, we recorded the first of our two. Which was the, because it was the the Short Treks one. Yeah. Which just took longer than it usually takes us to record an episode and i think like one or the other of us had something to do or maybe the yeah yeah and then we were going to make it up a different day and then we weren't able to it's just like there's some stuff and so yeah so we had watched it i think before when we were recording short treks with caitlin and nicole yeah and And so and then we two and a half hours later we were (laughs) yeah and so i was like i was very like annoyed that i had to watch this episode again yeah uh, and I would say, like, the first, like, ten minutes or so of the episode, I continued to be pretty annoyed. And then I was like, this episode is okay. Like, it's not, it's, I, I'm not a fan of this season overall, or as as anyone who's listened to the show for very long knows, of the show as a whole. But there is some stuff in this one that I thought was all right. And then there's, there's some stuff I st- still found really annoying. But um, I ultimately was kind of like, oh, this one was, there's, we've definitely, I don't know, like the, I think the previous episode we did of Discovery, the one where like, I feel one of the, one or two of the previous ones we've done, like where it was like, it was just kind of like this weird glob of stuff or like, the, I, I definitely liked this episode yeah. more than, the, I think the last episode we did is the one where. I think the last one we did right was like Adira goes in like the, the underwater. Yes. 
mind palace. And I hated that episode. And I liked you this did. a lot, a lot more than this. So, that, so um, yeah. So why don't you, why don't you take us in? So it does, it does start out because I feel like I feel like the at least Discovery, probably Picard does this too. But like the new show, like will will most of the time start with a like previously on. Um, kind of like recapping the story so far, and so they did a they do a recap of like the whole last season basically. Yeah, I skipped this. Um, yeah, which just felt a little strange to me because it's not like that much of like what happened in season three, like directly leads to or sets up season four. Well, just like I guess the, you have to like know that they're in the future and like and the burn the burn, burn happened, happened and, and then we fixed it. Yeah, and like the federations back yeah i guess so but yeah so they recap the third season and then their kind of opening sequence i don't even know what is this is like all of it a cold open yes this is this is the worst part of the episode in my opinion yeah like it's basically the like the thing in a movie where you like start with the characters doing something that like is not actually the plot of what's happening in the rest of the thing but just kind of like shows them I don't know. It reminded me a little bit of like the start of Star Trek Into Darkness. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Is it, it's almost it's it's very very similar to or that. Like that's the that's like, I was thinking of the Caribbean movie or like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, where yeah, it's like Michael and Booker have gone to this planet to kind of like try to start kind of renegotiations with them of just like we just want you to know that like the federation is good again and like give you a gift of dilithium as kind of a like peace offering and like hopefully you know eventually have like diplomatic relations again Mm -hmm. and it like goes downhill because the people get mad that booker has a pet cat on his ship and they just like don't trust the federation generally and yeah, it's one of those things where it's like the leader of of these people is like, "Oh, like you're just giving us like pretending to give us this gift, but you know, really you just want us to join the federation and like you have access to our science and our resources." And Michael keeps being like, "No, we're just doing it to be nice and like there's no strings attached." And and I'm like, "But he's like ultimately he's right though." Like even after the whole, because the the whole thing is that like the people start trying to shoot them, and Michael figures out the, like the the reason that they keep like as they're like chasing them and trying to shoot them that they keep being like erratic is that their satellites have all that like help them navigate have all run out of dilithium. So she like because because it's not satellites to help them navigate. It's like they they have satellites that have helped stabilize the planet because the sta- the planet. Has had oh, that's right. It's like like a shift in its magnetic poles, yeah. um, and they're like flying. The people are like flying creatures that like have this kind of innate sense of magnetism. To they're butterfly people, basically. Yeah. Which yeah. I think she's uh, Michael says that we're not allowed to call them that, basically. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Uh, um, and so they like she like tells the ship to you know like repair the satellites, and they do, and then they drop off the dilithium and fly away and they're they're like oh like I, you helped us like even though we were trying to shoot at you and she's like that's what the federation does and then they leave and it's like but you're still like the reason you went through all of this is that you're still ultimately hoping these people will join the federation down the road 
Sure, I, I mean, I guess. I mean, I, I'm actually willing to give them a little bit more benefit of the doubt than you are, maybe. In that, it's, I don't know. It's just like that's sure they want something out of them, but what they want out of them is like universal brotherhood and cooperation. You know, like that's sure. Yeah, that's I'm, like not, the accepted, I'm not saying it's like uh, a, it's like manipulative or like a bad thing, but it is also like like it's still a negotiation tactic, I guess. Sure. This scene, I actually, I would have no problem with this scene in other contexts, and I even like this. It's been a long time since I've watched Into Darkness, but I remember like not hating that part of Into Darkness either. Like that's not that opening scene is not the problem with Into Darkness, despite some despite some Star Trek nerds being like, "Well, how does the ship fly underwater or whatever?" You know, like that kind of a thing. Um, sure. I just think this scene is so poorly written, and to a lesser degree, like <laughs> acted. <laughs> Um, that it's just everyone trying to be like quippy and yeah, it's peak like kind of like post Whedon Marvel dialogue, um, just sure. like yeah. Oh, great! Now they can shoot at us better. Yeah, like are, are, is this a chase? Are you in a chase right now? Or like it's time to start a, solve a problem with science. Like they're just like everyone is just running around just like yelling non jokes like the entire uh-huh. time, and it just makes me it just makes me clench my teeth. It's just really, really kind of like hacky and bad. I, I, and I don't know. As I've said before, like I like Michael. I like um, Sonequa Martin Green and other stuff I've seen her in. But I just, I don't know. I find that character just kind of like. I think this is one reason why I, I really don't like seasons three and four of the show. Maybe even more than the previous two seasons of Discovery, was because like these put Michael in a position of like authority, and I find her to be so like kind of self-satisfied and kind of like unjustifiably confident that it makes me just Uh really, it just really grates on me. Like, um, yeah, it is a weird, and this episode I think does kind of like touch on a, a weird sort of like dissonance that happens in discovery is that like frequently other characters will even be like telling Michael, like you take yourself too seriously and like always think that like you're the one who has to like solve the problems and save the world. And like, it's all about you, but then she does. <laughs> yeah. She's like, but I, yeah, but I'm awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But then Lee, like, like she keeps being in the right kind of, yes. Like she keeps being the one to save the world and be incredibly capable. And the other characters try to claim that it's this sort of like hubris or like kind of like over like this complex she has, but she never, like mm-hmm. actually faces any consequences of it and like always ends up being the I and this is I guess we can get into this when we get into like the kind of that like closing scene with her and the president that is I, I guess you could say it's like an interesting thing with like the whole concept of the Kobayashi Maru in general that I'm curious to talk to you about yeah it just doesn't really work for me I think because and it's like it could work for someone else, either like someone whose performance was keyed a little bit differently, or just someone who like I enjoy, I appreciate the decisions that they made better than the ones that Michael's made over the course of the show, you know, or just maybe someone who had better dialogue to say than Michael does, you know. That I don't. I mean, I don't I'm know. sure that would help. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I so I just I, I don't know, like like the the whole vibes of that opening scene. I'm just really just like, Arr! and then but then as 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 the episode went on, I was like, oh, okay, there's other stuff going on here that I like a little bit more. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, let's skip the. Uh, let's just say quickly, when we can move on to the rest of the of the story because there's kind of two main plots, and then there's a third plot that is Saru has gone back to Kaminar. Oh yeah, that which I wrote down. 
the Kaminar meeting area place looks like Odogunga. I don't know if you sure. Yeah, it looks. It just looks like where Boss like Nass underwater with like, uh, like force field kind of like holding yeah. the water back all around. Yeah. Yeah, I just kept on. I was like, the both times I watched it, I was just like, I was expecting it to cut inside and then just hear, well, Misa thinking we stop being friends. Being you know? friends. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. But uh, and he's like deciding whether or not he wants to go back to Discovery. And at the end, he decides he wants to go back to Discovery because he was like there hanging out with um, the Kaminarian uh, that, that caused the burn. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, you don't have to worry about me. I'm fine. You know, and he goes yeah. back. Um, but yeah, so then the rest of it is like these two intersecting plots. Yeah. So Booker goes off to his nephew is having his kind of like coming of age ceremony back on Quajan. So he's going back to, to like be part of that with his brother and his nephew. And they have this kind of nice little ceremony together. And because they're, there are people that have this kind of like, communion or empathy with like nature in general and so like every part of their world is all like connected and they all kind of like can talk to each other and that sort of thing it's very um avatar it's very like it reminds me a lot of like awa from uh avatar have you seen those movies i forget i've uh, just the first one i haven't okay. seen the new one yeah it's very it's the new one's good i mean they're both good but the new one's very good uh but uh yeah very, very much like the world. There's like a world root in, on Quajan. Yeah, um, that kind of carries like the voices and spirits of like everything that has lived on this planet, and like they're all sort of like connected and yeah with each other. I did think that was kind of funny, like 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 having you know watching this episode now with like, the benefit of having seen it a couple times, where it's just like there's this scene where he's just like, "Listen, everyone is connected, and even after you die." the tree will like live on and and, the, <laughs> and it's like there's like basically a scene where it's like wouldn't it be sad if all of this went away forever like you know yeah. like it's, <laughs> i'm not really criticizing that cuz again that's very avatar it's like you they spend you know an, av- an avatar's a long movie like they spend like the first hour and a half to 2 hours setting up what a beautiful life like the the navi have and then like so that that way you feel like the the absolute kind of like profanity of like the destruction of the world tree, you know? So it's, it, yeah. it's, it exists for a reason. It, 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 I just thought it was like funny to like watch it again. Like um, if you, if you know, after the fact, yeah. Yeah. And like you know, there's just that kind of that slow motion shot of his like nephew, like walking away and he's just like, Oh man, like, yeah. Like running through, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah. And then they're like, the birds there start like behaving strangely. And so he like goes up in his ship to kind of like try to investigate what's going on. And we don't kind of like see much of him to like closer to the end then. Yeah. At the end too, when all, when he sees all the birds are dying and they're all like slapping up against his windshield, all yeah, three times sure. I've watched it, I really like that. Like, it's like, that's like very, very like eerie and like well done. Yeah, I think. it is. Cause they're just sort of like floating. Like they're not falling. They're just kind of like floating in the air. So yeah, so so that's going on with with him and with his planet, and then Discovery and specifically like Michael go back to the Federation headquarters, which looks super super cool. Um, I'm a big fan of the design of that like sort of like spiral seashell like mm. space station. Sure, sure. And they like speak at I guess the like graduation or start of the first 
like the first kind of Starfleet class since the burn. So I was wondering about this. So like they've had Starfleet before this. Uh-huh. So like because 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 we have like the admiral guy like aka like maybe my favorite character on the show besides Saru. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and there's plenty of like officers and. and it's yeah. like yeah. So how how did you get into Starfleet before this? If, if there's were, if there hasn't been an academy. Yeah. Yeah, they don't really get into that, which is fine. I, I just yeah, thought that was interesting. Little, that it that's a good point, is it does kind of like make you think of just like, yeah, um, or maybe it's just that like it's like opened up to all these like new worlds now. I don't know. Um, yeah. So the, she gives a speech, and then yeah, and then the president of the Federation also gives a speech. And she unveils the Archer space dock, which I believe, don't they play like I think the end credits music to, uh, to oh do they they Enterprise? play like a little musical sting, but I didn't recognize it. I so think that it, would I think it's the end credits because I, I I have a vague recognition of it, but it's not uh, it's not the it's been a long way uh, <laughs> right. It is so not I that. I think it's I think it's the end credits music to that show over uh, they play that over the. It'd be really funny if they did play. Uh, faith of the heart yeah <laughs> like have the little like drum like do 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 yeah i've got <laughs> we haven't watched an episode of that show it's for been a, while. a long time we, it's, we been, no, it's, it's, it's time. been a long time it's been a long time uh oh man enterprise but um i'm trying i'm looking i don't think we actually have anything coming up on the schedule really for it i don't know that we do no we had a stretch there where there was like a bunch in a row yeah but um, it's been a minute but uh, yeah, anyway, though, so she gives a speech and so she is, this is one of the little things I love at any time that like, this is, I think this is a thing that actually that um, Discovery does, that Discover, only Discovery can do in a way that I do actually really like, which is that um, I really like it when Discovery does stuff where when they're in the future and then it's like, oh, and it, it all worked out. Like it, like um, oh sure the like Cardassians and humans are like yeah because like coexist well enough that a like half Cardassian half human president now is like not an unusual thing yeah yeah and so yeah she's a she's a part she's part Cardassian part Bajoran and it's a cool it's a cool makeup job but then also it's like I think what is it in season I believe it's in season three that you find out that the Romulans and the and the Vulcans have reunited finally. Yeah, and like live like all together on one planet. Yeah, and and in the same episode, like in the Kaminar scenes, you find that Kelpians and the other, the scary Phantom people who are from Kaminar, they all yeah. just kind of hang out also. And I just I don't know. I always like that. I like I and, and and none of them do they really call it out that that's what's happening. I guess they do in the Romulan. Uh, yeah, I think one, the Romulan but, ones they do. But these two, it's just kind of like yeah, and like if you understand Star Trek, you know this was like a big problem, and now like. Even though like things have been bad with like the burn and stuff, like this has gotten better. Like and yeah, that all this kind of like historical stuff that has, yeah, yeah. I really like that stuff. I think that's a good way to kind of like talk about like the Star Trek ideals without like necessarily putting a really fine point on it. Yeah, uh, yeah, but okay. yeah, but yeah. And so the president gives a speech, and then Michael kind of talks with the admiral about how she doesn't really like the president or trust her just feels like she's just kind of like a politician doing stuff for political reasons. And then they get a distress call from this like space station that they're like, all of their like systems have suddenly like 
malfunctioned and they're kind of like spinning wildly through space and they need help. And so Discovery jumps out to go and rescue them. And the president wants to come with. Yeah. And the president's just like, oh, like this will be like, I want to come and like go on this mission with you and just sort of like observe it. And Michael at first is just like annoyed about that, but then doesn't have a choice. And so they, she comes along Mm -hmm. and then they, so they get to the station and it's been hit by some sort of, at this point, they're just like some weird anomaly in like gravity and space and like something we've never really seen before, but like is just this like weird like change in gravity like came through and that knocked everything out in the space station and and so they first they send over Tilly and Adira to help the people on the station try to like repair all their systems and get things like fixed and stabilized again and this is like. Even when Adira, like, first shows up on the bridge, they're, like, very... I I feel like, and maybe I just don't remember season three, but I don't remember Adira being, like, this sort of, like, awkward and, like, aw-geez and, like, fumbling around, like, all the time. They've got, got, like, the 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 adorable meter cranked up to... Yeah, and, like, I feel like there were, like, some scenes with that in season three, but I don't remember it being, like, this bad. Where they're like, it's, I'm, I'm here with the stuff. Oh, was that awkward? Did I said something awkward, didn't I? I gotta Aww. stop talking. Yeah. yeah. I better stop talking. Ha ha ha. Whatever you say, Captain. Yeah. Was that funny? I, it, it's just, yeah, it's like really like purposefully awkward. Like, I don't know. I, it, I feel like it like really turned me off in this one. And I like, don't remember a deer being like that in season three as much. Maybe. Not as much, I don't think. No, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, but that that, that kind of they end up calling down because they have to go over to this very serious situation soon to like to help. Yeah. So I, I always want to call out too. So President Rillick, who I I like, I, I thought that was a good performance, and I just want to call it because we're going to talk about more about Rillick later. But um, but uh, yeah. she is played by uh, Chella Horsdahl, and then um. But then they go. The other is not. So they go over to this this uh, space station. Is it a space station? It's called the USS something, but it's like it's like a science station or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it, that's that's commanded by someone named Commander Nallis, who is in uh, a race called an Acozonum, an Acozonum. I'm not sure. And he's played by Rodrigo Fernandez Stahl, and I Stahl, and I liked this performance a lot. I thought he did a good job. Yeah, he's good as well. Because when they first beam over. He's very much like, look, this is my station and my people, and like, I know what's best. And like, thank you for coming to help, but like, please don't get in the way and like, don't try to take over and just like, let me take care of my stuff. And then, like, right as, like, as they're fixing stuff, suddenly a sort of like, like, meteor shower essentially comes in, or like a bunch of debris starts like hitting everything. And so the, Discovery's trying to help like shield the station but keeps taking damage and so they decide they have to just like fully evacuate the station mm-hmm. and so they're like well we only have one escape pod that won't fit everyone so we have to like I think Adira then like is like well if you give me enough time I can program it so it'll like go and come back and then get yeah. everybody else on the second trip Yep. and like that takes a while and then it won't launch because there's like debris covering it up. And then the commit Nellis, the commander th- at this point kind of like panics and is just like, we have to like go 
to a different deck to find another escape pod. And Tilly keeps trying to like talk him down and be like, there's no life support on the other decks. You can't do that. You just have to trust us. And like, we'll discovery. will be able to clear this stuff off if we just like wait a little bit longer. And he kind of like gets more and more panicked. And it's at one point pulls a phaser on Tilly and the president actually is the one who kind of like radios over and is able to talk him down. And it's kind of implied that she talks him down by basically looking up his planet on, Wiki- on Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. <'cause laughs> and being like, like, oh, you've got great uh, yeah, mountains she's just there. Like, like, I like... want to make sure like you go back to your planet and see like the beautiful mountains and this light hits them at this time of year. And like, this is what it looks like. Yeah. And he's like, oh, wow. I didn't know like you cared about like my planet or like it'd been there that kind of thing yeah and i think like burnham's asks her later like i think they even there's like a shot right where they show her just kind of like looking down at like a pad or something like oh do they kind of looking I, it I up that, I, but I, I feel like I, maybe i'm thinking of a different episode but i feel like i remember seeing that because well she definitely wasn't looking at a pad because they don't use pads in the oh that's in right the show yeah. But I feel like I like before the point where she's talking him down, but in like a scene or two before that, they're mm. like there's like a shot of everyone on the bridge. Oh, and okay. you see her kinda like reach for like a console and start like like putting in some stuff or like reading some stuff. Okay, interesting. Um Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like it's 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 one of those things that I think there was maybe this was just me, but for like the start of this season, I wasn't sure if she was going to end up turning to out to be good or bad, I guess. Yeah, and they kind of just drop that. I, I remember feeling that same way, because it's like... Like, there's, like, a few things where she's just, like, not really, like, shifty, but just, like, clearly Michael doesn't trust her. And, like, they'll do stuff where she, like, they're like, well, how do you know about that kind of stuff? And she's like, oh, I used to fly a freighter for my dad when I was a kid. And, like, one of those things that's, like, an answer that kind of technically provides a reason for things but like doesn't really give enough of an explanation that like yeah could cover up some other like secrets that she has mm-hmm. but yeah but then by the end it's just like oh no she's just really good and just trying to be a good president yeah it's well they just don't, she just kind of ends up not really being on the show very much after a certain point because yeah you you because you feel like there's going to be some kind of big conflict between her but nate whether she's good or bad like there's going to be some kind of big showdown between her and Michael. I don't really remember that being a thing that happens at all. Um, at least not in my memory of the fourth season. Um, I think there, yeah. I mean, there are just like, there are some scenes where like they go back and I don't know if it's like, I think she's actually usually on Michael's side after this. We're like, she's one of the people that's like, we need to go and investigate this thing. And it's like the other representatives of the different planets or whatever. That yeah. Just like, yeah, why bother? So, yeah. Uh, so, Michael has to go out and and like clear away the debris with like this little vehicle. Yeah. Um. And and then she gets hit by like Mike a gets hit by a rock. And then th- there's like this kind of long slow mo sequence where she's kind of getting like shaken around in space before like her suit kind of automatically forms over her. And I could not help but think because I like. Because she's got really long, kind of like tight, tightly kind of bound kind of locks, and and they're shaking all around, and then like they somehow all magically get like kind of like put together back underneath her her helmet, underneath like, this like tight helmet. Yeah. And I was like, I really wanted to like the helmet to like kind of like 
just have to like kind of sever off the like, the hair the like like yeah. uh, and then and then and then you would see the hair like freeze and like kind of snap and stuff. I, I, I like that'd cool. been a really cool effect. I That'd think. be a cool like, effect. Yeah. Um, yeah, but no, she just kind of like goes from she just basically like turns into a CGI spacesuit. Yeah. And then they'll occasionally have like some Tony Stark shots of like her face with some little like holograms around it in the dark inside her helmet. But yeah, and then so, so she like is in her EV suit and pulls the rest of the debris off and they launch the, they launch the first escape pod. Mm-hmm. And then Tilly and Adira and Nellis. the commander and Nalas stay behind. And they're like, Oh no, you know, like it'll take five minutes to get the escape pod like back and bring them back. And our shields are only last for four minutes. And the president tells her, like, you have to basically, like, abandon the three of them on the station and, like, get the ship to safety and not risk, like, having the whole ship be destroyed. And Michael's like, no, I can't leave anyone behind. We can do it. And so they stay. They send the pod back. And Tilly and Deer and Nalas get in. And it flies back to Discovery. And, like, right as the escape pod comes into the cargo bay, their shields go down and they get hit by, like, a big piece of debris that hits, like, right in the shuttle bay mm-hmm. and then they jump away and they like run down and basically Tilly and Adira are okay. But, uh, Nala's got was killed with, by like this piece of debris. This kind of made me laugh when it should not have, because I don't know if you don't know what I want to say, but like, <laughs> I think I do. Uh, Hugh, Hugh, the tricorder. yeah. Hugh comes in and like points their tricorder at Nalus, and then it just in huge letters, like it comes up with this hologram that says "patient deceased," and I was like, "Yeah, you didn't need to do like like pa- like having a big hologram that says patient deceased is is just I'm sorry, it's just no match for like the special effect of having DeForest Kelly like be like he's dead, Jim, you know, like but let's put a little bit of drama into this, you know, like uh, uh-huh. it also seems like a terrible thing for like any sort of actual medical applicant, right? Yeah, like, it's just imagine? like you just point like, at someone and it just says, like, AIDS. In, like, AIDS, a hospital like, with, like, their family all around and, like, you just point a thing at it and it's just like, they're dead. Or just, like, what if, what even if they were alive and it's just, like, you point and it's just, like, syphilis, you know, or whatever, like... <laughs> <laughs> like just like, uh, oh. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I just, that, that, I, I was like, well, you don't, why did you need to do that? Like, that's, but yeah, yeah. uh, I just thought that was funny. It's just like kind of just it did it did not ring true, uh, but I liked that that happened though. I will say I, I was like I actually think even though that there was like some sort of cost to well right like like I I think that that like this does actually make the conversation with the president and Michael Land at the end where she's kind of talking about how like I actually came here not because I was trying to score political points but because. I wanted to see if you were okay to like take this this other job, and I think the answer is no. And Michael gets like pretty mad, and she's like, "Look, like you're really good at your job, but like you can't pass the Kobayashi Maru in the sense that like you can't ever accept that like there are some situations that are that are like unwinnable." Yeah, that kind of at some point you have to like make a tough decision and like do the kind of not like I guess like the safe right that like you can either like guarantee the safety of like most of your crew or like risk everything f- for like an attempt to 
have absolutely everyone survive and be fine. But it's like, it's a good conversation though, because like, obviously she didn't say everybody, Nalus still, Nalus died, but Nalus would have died anyway. And so like, she has like a point because like, obviously like Adira and Tilly would have died as well. And so like, there is, I don't know, like I thought there was an actual like interesting kind of like conflict that they were having. Yeah. But it also like, I think it partially just speaks to my sort of personal distaste for Michael because every Star Trek series has had has had like a ship risking itself for the sake of like one or two people, you know, and, and like even so far, like like yeah. Kobayashi Maru is is invented in right, isn't it? Isn't it invented for Wrath of Khan? Isn't that the for first time? Yeah, and, and then in that same movie. The movie basically ends with like Kirk being like, "Well, I don't believe in that this is a thing that I need to actually be worried about." You know, like it, it's him very explicitly being like, "I don't buy the idea that that a solution is unwinnable," which which is I honestly like something that doesn't quite sit right with me about that movie, like personally. But like, but clearly yeah. it's it's meant to be kind of be like this. Oh, look at Kirk; he's so like heroic and yeah, and Kirky, you know. But even Wrath of Khan, though, like they survive the wrath of Khan but like only because Spock sa- is sacrificed for it right sacrifices yeah. himself for that's that that's true right that's like true. there still is a like cost yeah. to that scenario yeah but I, I I was just like I maybe I'm being a little hard on her because it's like it's not like as if she's the only one who does this kind of thing but I again I just think yeah. it's like I just find I just find like her kind of I, I don't know you, just, you have to you have to be able to sell me on it like like that's just the thing is it like the yeah. writing or the actor has to be able to sell the audience being on their side for this stuff uh and i'm not and so like in a way like i just i but in a way that's weird it's funny because i think i probably that conversation lands a little bit harder for me because i'm kind of on the president's side you know like um i don't know yeah it's interesting yeah it did i think for me it, it kind of just got me thinking about like the concept of the Kobayashi Maru in general, in like the many ways it's now been used over the history of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it is one of those things that like, I think in, in the same way of like a lot of things from the original series was kind of like created for a specific purpose and then became a like core pillar of Canon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. That like apparently is a, like a thing that has survived hundreds of years into the future and is like still a test that Starfleet uses somehow. Yeah. But that kind of every time it's used and I right between like this and the new Star Trek movie and when they do it in Prodigy, I'm sure it gets brought up at other points in other shows too I, that I can't think of. But well it's in it's in the 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 Abrams movies too, right? Yeah, yeah. And like because our heroes are always the ones that are basically like disagreeing with the premise of the test itself. Mm-hmm. And like again, like kind of end up being proven to be right because the they are like you know like this is a valuable lesson that like an important part of command is staying calm even when like you're in the middle of like disaster and you have to keep it together and then you have to like make the best decisions to kind of minimize the amount of like damage and casualty that you take and like get the most of your crew out survived as possible mm-hmm. but then like kirk and burnham and i don't even remember how like what they end up doing in prodigy with it but like i feel like the heroes are always like portrayed as heroic because they don't accept a no-win scenario and they like 
actually do succeed in bringing everyone home and like do end up winning even when the odds are against right it's it's kind of that like weird yeah. dissonance between like trying to like say a thing about real life but then also having to make a tv show or yeah. movie that yeah. shows like our heroes sort of like triumphing against adversity mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but yeah i think this is one of the like that they do have i think a good discussion about it and i agree that like the president kind of is like the right and reasonable one here yeah yeah but i don't know i i ultimately i was like this is like what this show is doing what this episode of the show anyway is doing is narratively interesting and so i had to give it some props for that because like because yeah uh the and I feel like that is often the case with like the first episodes of, of Discovery seasons where it's like they haven't gone full into the weeds yet. And so sure. you're kind of like, okay, like let's, this is, I can follow this and this is like kind of interesting, yeah. you know? I will say this one did make me think that like, I feel like one thing season four did like, did kind of stay on track, maybe the most of any of them. That like they established like, in this first episode, like what the issue is that they're going to be dealing with for the rest of the season. And again, yeah. maybe I'm just like favorably remembering, but I feel like it's like pretty, like every episode of season four is about like them tracking down this like gravity thing. Yeah. Like they're kind of like, this is the problem they're dealing with the whole time. And they do like establish it right away. Whereas I feel like other ones are just like, it starts out with like, there's a bunch of like red lights flashing around and then ends up with like an evil AI has taken over everyone in Starfleet and we have to like fight this like nano computer in other ships and, and you're just like what and like protect the sphere data from it and you're just like what was any of this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah I thought this was all pretty good and so then this yeah. this does dovetail though with then the yeah be, that then basically what they kind of like close the episode with is that this this same like gravity anomaly has like continued through space and essentially destroyed Quajon, like Booker's planet. And because they like basically he's like kinda like floating unconscious in his ship and like the planet itself is just completely destroyed, like behind him. And so And it's been moved too. Like it's been it's I think they said it's it's like it's oh, several it's like hundred thousand. is supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, it's like several hundred thousand kilometers away from like where, yeah, from where it was before. And um, do we talk? We must have talked about this when we did our space season special. But like, because ba- because we know basically that like this thing is like it's basically like the nexus is like kind of what it is from generations from generations yeah um because well, it's not really like the nexus but it's like that's what it's the this, like rift that like moves through space but that's what the rice and guy who we run up running into later on in the season wants to use it as is basically like a way to get back to like an alternate reality where like the person he loves is alive but um yeah but yeah so then that's yeah that's gone and because mo- it's a gravitational anomaly so it's it's kind of destroyed quajon and and moved it and then that's the end, and that's and that's kind of the setup is that we're going to be dealing with the gravitational anomaly for then the rest of the the season. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. I I was like, this episode is like solider than kind of like there's just like the normal kind of like discovery issues. But I was trying to look past those, and I was like, yeah, I'm I'm engaging with this on a little bit more of like a narrative level. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, do you have anything else you wanted to say about this one? This episode did make me remember when this... Because this came out in, like, tw- in 2021, I think. And I did wonder... And this, I think, was most likely me just, like, reading too much into it. If it was intentional to have a newly elected president that is talking about how, like, sometimes we just need to play it safe and not risk too much... And that's the smart thing to do. Sure. In 2021. Yeah, that was that was them being like, "Look, it's okay that Biden's president." <laughs> like, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't really read that much into it. But infrastructure maybe. is important. Yeah. Um, well. Yeah. I, 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 not that he's actually done a lot about infrastructure either. But uh, yeah, I know. I mean, anyways, that's a yeah. That's yeah, interesting. I, was, I didn't. I think. I think it is me reading into it. But I didn't. Yeah, I didn't I did find it that. funny that like the president character is like talking about how like moderate we need to be and like really not try to like do anything too risky um mm-hmm. thing to be said for all of the people who wanted bernie sanders or <laughs> yeah um the only thing other thing i noted is this is this is actually a piece of writing that i kind of liked is at one point like someone says something really scientific and then um the president says uh in federation standard please which i was like if you're going to do a in English joke in, English, in this day yeah. and age, like that's kind of a funny way to do it. Um, yeah, it reminded me of. Or I just saw a Voyager episode, like not for this, but just for in my in my day to day, with um with Barclay in it, where he at the end of the episode, like, um he's talking with Troy, and Troy like invites him to like go to this resort with her and and Riker, and um, R- Barclay says. I'd hate to be the third nacelle, which I nice, which just made me laugh. Like that's what that that's what that I like more more uh, common idioms updated, updated with uh, with Star Trek language. I'm I'm in favor of that. So yeah, I, I feel like they've done they did that once or twice on on like uh, on DS9 where they go like la- a latinum a slip of latinum for your thoughts or or that kind of a thing. You know. Oh sure. Um, yeah. But uh, anyway. Yeah, I, it's fun whenever they do like that little bit of do that kind of stuff with the writing yeah well anyhow we had a lot to talk about this episode so yeah apparently um, i was worried we wouldn't i took a lot of notes for this i feel one, like so. sometimes we like our discovery episodes are just like we've said everything we have to say about discovery yeah but, but yeah this one had some stuff in it so mm-hmm. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we come out every other week. You can uh, follow us on Twitter at Contracts. You can email us at outofcontracts at gmail.com. Uh, you can visit our website at outofcontracts.podbean.com, or you can follow us on YouTube at Out of Contracts. Contracts is spelled C-O-N-T-R-A-K-S. Uh, in a couple weeks' time, we'll be back with uh, Natural Law, which is, depending on your uh, how it's listed for you, Season 7, uh, Episode 21 or 22 of Voyager. It's called Natural Law. So that's the one that we watched. So uh, you should, that's the one you should watch if you want to watch along with us. Um, in the meantime, you can check out the other series on the Kaleidoscope Media Podcast Network. There is Here's Johnny, which is a horror media podcast. There's That's Now Science Works, which is a science and pop culture podcast. And there's Wizard Studies, which is a Harry Potter podcast. Um, so check any of those folks out. And yeah, we'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone.